you respectfully asked me to change the photo just because you want a different photo, I'm going to do it. Thanks, okay? buddy. Appreciate you go. that. We are live, uh, everybody. But we're also on tape. We are the Season two, episode eight, episode one hundred and eight of Cam Loops last week. Christopher Folds, Magic Mike, and Billa at the controls. Eight. Oh, 108. Yes. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> it's my favorite number. I was thinking 108 is yeah, eight. No, eight. I, eight's my worst number. I can't stand eight. It's like I, I avoid eight. Like I, I was at the Barb's book sale, like the last book sale. I always go there and I, and I blowed it up with a bunch of books. And I came there and there was eight books and I had to run and get another one because it's like <laughs> it's, just it's so bad symmetrical. Luck to me. It's, it's just it's, this beautiful, it's horrible number. It's just this round, horrible. There's no. Yeah. It, yeah, it's like the infinity symbol. Yeah, I don't yeah, like it. Right? I know it's very um, it's very popular with um, the Asian community. Oh, they, I, I mean, know if that. you look if you, if the in Asia, eight is like the luckiest number. In fact, there's a story not too long ago where, in um, just before um, before the crackdown of the Chinese in Hong Kong, but someone had a license plate with all eights on it or something, and and someone offered to buy it, and it, the bidding went up, and they, I think they spent more than a million dollars to get this eight. Well, if you go to I, River Rock Casino and you look at their phone number and their address, lots of eights there, and that's intentional. I, I was going to say one of the things I like about eights is like everybody H eight T E, you know, oh, yeah, you know like yeah, uh, that yeah, kind yeah. of. I like that, place. you know. Yeah. When I go to the casino, I'm always hammering the eights when I do roulette. Yeah, and oh, well, yeah. if you go to if you go to River Rock and you play um, roulette or uh, any other games with numbers, and you see there's a lot of Asians there, they like it's, it's eights are very in that culture, and conversely, four is a they, bad luck. Okay. Number. Apparently, because as you say it, it sounds like the word for death or something. I stand to be corrected, but eight's good, four's bad when you cross the Pacific. Mike, you know something we don't about sports, apparently. Oh, no, I don't want to talk about that on air. Oh, you don't? No, okay. no, 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 that's definitely not going to be something. Okay. But we'll talk about sport that later. <laughs> what do you want to talk about on air? What's going on in your life? Oh, man, have we ever got some really crazy things going on? Today, uh, we are the cover story for MMR Magazine, and they did a five-page story on us, um, our guitar company the history of what That's we were the doing. magazine from which you won that prestigious we won the award, award last yeah. year and, and they year. were just it was the magazine title is innovation or innovative uh days or something like that and that just came out this morning so uh cool. great it, it feels it's a special day for me yeah, on that good. one it's a special day for us too it's reader's digest day candles mm. mayor meet hammer jackson he's been here already quite a conversation interview it's gonna be a good one it's, it's it's something else but um we talk a lot about council Council meetings and housing, housing, Volkswagen. We didn't talk about Volkswagen. Not very much, no. <laughs> well, we did a little bit actually later, Terry Lowe. Anyway, let's talk about um, what was passed on Tuesday because we haven't really talked about this. The sweeping ban on illicit drug use in public spaces in response to the provincial government's three-year pilot project permitting illicit drug use in those areas. Yeah, this was the notice of motion. It began as a notice of motion or a, or a motion from, a motion from um, Katie. Councillor Katie Neustater, um, who quite rightly, in my opinion, saw that uh, the, um, the, the amount of open drug use in the parks in front of businesses uh, is detrimental, and that's a no-brainer, it is. And, uh, her, uh, she's not against necessarily the decriminalization uh, uh, process to see if it helps save lives, but as she pointed out, and, and I think I pointed out in the column and our stories have pointed out, the decriminalization um, and the ultimate intent is to save lives. That's what it is, uh, to get people to you know come out and don't think it's a stigma, to get help for their addictions. But since since uh, the decrim program came, came in effect in January 23rd, January 31st, uh, we're, we're eight, nine months later, um, the deaths have only risen, right? So she's saying, uh, while that program is going on, the ancillary problem is that people are using drugs more often in open. It seems that way. And um, we, we, the city has a right to, uh, to say you can't use, you can't be injecting needles in parks where families play, where kids play. We talked about this. Carol Fenton up. came on and Carol gave Fenton, her yeah. side of things. And, and the businesses had, you know, don't want to, the customers coming up and they have to step over someone using drugs. It's not right. And, um, and I, th I think the, the, the salient point is that there is a bylaw against smoking <clears throat> and drinking alcohol in parks. It should, and like Katie said, and most people agree, it should be a blanket. You shouldn't do any of those substances 
in a park, uh, in a playground, anywhere where families and kids are, especially during the day. Will this make a difference, though? Can you can you enforce it? Well, that's the thing, and there's no there's no. Um, I know some critics say, well, you can't you can't you're going to arrest them and fine them. There's no no. It's not. It's about it's about education. It's about bylaws officers going into the parks and saying, hey. I get it, you know, you're, you're using your drugs there, but you know, this is a place where kids play and families play. You know, two blocks down there, there's a supervised drug use site. Or if you could just go over here, it's not, it's not, that, it's not that complex. It's not that much, it's not that hard to say, can you please move it? Yeah, there might be people of resistance, but you might get a guy drunk who's resistant, but you have to deal with it because families and kids and the general public shouldn't have to be w walking down, worrying about stepping on needles or having their kids see someone ODing. It's, 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 it, yeah, there's problems there. But you can't ignore that people have a right to go and live their lives without having to be confronted with that stuff. And I think Katie's uh, motion, council passed it, and, I, and I'm glad they did. Mike? You, you need rules. You need rules to be able to enforce, you know, and, and if uh, if they're not in place, I, I get that. We, we, we see that uh, down in the park. You know, we had a, a certain... Um, music in the park? Music in the park. A certain band that was uh, all about... Uh, the Caribbean, I guess, <laughs> and uh, and and they one of the guys in the band said it's a free world. I can do whatever I want, and and uh, was smoking pot, and and we asked him to to leave, and and he was combative about that, you know. But uh, if you have rules in place, you can enforce them if they need to be enforced. Yeah, and even if let's say you can't enforce them, well, at least you're saying to the people, we're trying, we're doing what we can. To, 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 to deal with this provincial and federal trial project. We're doing what we can to deal with the, the, the public health aspects. Yeah, maybe you can't enforce it, but at least the city is passing a bylaw to say, look, we're trying what we can do. There's no, har there's no harm in doing it. Okay, switching gears, the mayor on Tuesday, he rescinded his motion, the reaching home, ride home motion. He wants to get homeless, street affected, drug addicted people who want to go back to their hometowns. They're in Kamloops, he wants to get them get them home. Yeah, because he's, he's told us and he's told everybody that through his three and three plus years of walking the streets in the middle of the night, he's, he's, he's met with many people who aren't from Kamloops who have indicated to him they want to go home, but they can't get home for various reasons. They don't have ID, they can't access money. He wanted to form some kind of uh, committee, some kind of uh, group working with social agencies and BC Housing and city staff to, um, to, to, to reach out and say, those who want to go home, if, if you want to go back to your home communities, we'll help you go home. Um, he rescinded his motion uh, this week because he found out just beforehand that the money, f the, mo the grant money he wants to fund this is not available. So he's going to come back later with another motion to try to get this thing going. And his new idea is, how about we, um, we take the $22,000 budgeted for council and senior staff meals during meetings this year and use that as a launching point for the funding? You think that's going to go over well with council? I do not think that's going to go over well with council going to go down like a seven-day-old curry. If I was to bet, and I'm not a betting man, I would probably bet against that going over well with council. You are a betting man. Yes. <laughs> he is a betting, betting man, yes. I know. Yes. Mike? Uh, you know, I, I, like, I like the idea if people want to go home and they need to have a, a way to go home and they can't afford to do it, um, I don't know what it would cost. I, I don't imagine it's, it's like astronomical, but... I'd, I'd step up and, and sponsor somebody, and maybe there's a lot of other businesses that might uh, might do that. And let's point out that this has already been done by the Canadian Mental Health Association, Kamloops Chapter, and by the Ask Wellness Society. They do this right now. Ask Wellness, I think, in their annual report that's online, sent home or returned to their hometown 17 people on the streets of Kamloops who wanted to go home in the last fiscal year. So it is being done. Mm. But I think I think there's there's a uh, the, the sentiment, if someone is on the street and they want to go back to their home, which might be Edmonton, Abbotsford, Merritt, Kelowna, whatever, and the city can help facilitate that with or without the agencies, uh, well, it's, it's, it's worth looking into. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. The mayor's wife recorded a call between the mayor and CAO David Trowin, and we actually talked to a lawyer, Ian Curry, about potential legal fallout, and he didn't seem to think, no, in his opinion... The, because of the circumstances, yeah. Because of the circumstances that there's much to worry about there. Te technically, in Canada, Canada differs from USA in this surprising way. Usually in the States, the, the laws are much more lenient, right? There's much more openness down there. FOI is open. You can, you, know, you can access information down there as a reporter way easier than Canada. But in this case, it's reverse. In Canada, it's legal. Legal, I could, I could call you and tape you 
and you don't know I'm taping you, as long as one of the two people know we're being taped, it's legal. Uh, what, what is illegal is a third party taping us without us knowing. Which in this case would be Lori. Lori Hamer Jackson, Reed's wife. They were driving back to Kamloops or they were driving through Abbotsford and Reed was talking to CAO Trowin on the phone and like he said, usually because he's busy and, he's, and he doesn't have time, his wife, if, she, if she's with him and he's, and he's talking to someone, he'll put it on speaker and she'll take notes so that afterwards he can review what was said. In this case, <clears throat> this was back in, was it in March, I think? In this case, he, um, he said that uh, his wife taped the call rather than take notes, but he didn't know at the time she was taping them talking. Now, technically, that's against the law because if Reed didn't know he was being recorded and Trowin didn't know he was being recorded and Reed's wife next to him was recording it unbeknownst to them, uh, technically, in the criminal code, that's against the law. Yet, However, the, the lawyer said that because they're married. Ian Curry says the situation would, it, he couldn't see charges ever coming out of it because it wasn't like she was like tapping in like a CIA spy from across no. the roadway on a, on a telephone pole. She was doing it to help him out. She, there was no nefarious reasons for it. That's what the mayor has said. He said yeah. that she just, she, she takes notes. Yeah, to help him like afterwards uh, digest what was said. And in this case, instead of taking notes, she recorded it. So I agree with Curry that it's, it's not, it's not it's not the same as, as me tap you know taping you you know outside your bedroom window while you're you know talking to a friend or something so but it's interesting that then he wanted to read the transcript of that call in a council meeting and he was halted because there well, that may, could have been well that's what Ian Curry said that is when you have trouble because now you're revealing the conversation to a to a to a third party which is council and the public and he could have been um, and it's good that he didn't Ian Curry told Michael Potestio in our story because I wonder if some of those councils are wishing that they just let him go and read, read it into the minutes <laughs> that could lead to uh, all sorts of problems with the Privacy Act with uh, being charged or sued or whatever so it's good that it didn't get read in because that could have been the problem more so than the recording itself which is interesting yeah Mike the weekend that we had last weekend it was one of our most adventurous it was ridiculous um, Chris had this idea that he wanted us to replay the greatest uh, plays from his beloved uh, BC Lions right right so, so we did a hook and ladder we called a hook and ladder play Mm-hmm. Hook and ladder play. Yeah. What we then you know what that is? Uh, absolutely. It's where you. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. So what we did was we got we had to call Terry Lowe in, right? And yeah. Terry Lowe kind of acted like the quarterback. Because you actually need more people to play football than just three. But you can do it with three. The hook and ladder requires only three people, as you know already. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Terry Lowe, he got into his. Volkswagen electric car, and there's a lot of these in stock right now, right? Yeah, but and the rates are so high. Oh, I know. And we had we had gold. No, the rates aren't high. No, the rates are low. No, they're really oh, low. Right. Oh, the inventory is high. Inventory is right. high. Rates are, low. rates are low. So Cars are great. He played quarterback, right? And this so this is the football here. He threw it up to um, this receiver, Gord Stevens here, right? And Gord Stevens caught the ball, but and the McDonald's coffee was start over here. Yeah. And he came and he pitched it. Over he back, has a turn. Yeah, he turned. He, he turned. caught it. He turned. He and then he lateraled it to the coffee. And that's went, the hook. And that's that's, and that's the, the, the hook so and that's, ladder. That's place, the right? hook. Yep. And then the ladder. Right Ooh. there. Yeah. That was just part of the weekend, though. After we went back, we went all the way back to the North Shore, and we were at at Gord's. Gord's, of course. We all got dirty in the process of running this play. Mm -hmm. yeah. And nothing gets stains out like a Maytag washer. Exactly, and there's these deals on right now where you can save, if you bundle up, you can save two honey, and you can save three honey. So if you get two appliances, you save 200 If you buy any two qualifying Maytag and Whirlpool kitchen appliances, you save $200. You buy three, you get $300 off. It's amazing. It is amazing. And right now, you can save money at McDonald's as well. You love the coffees, don't you? I actually, even if they don't sponsor us, which they do, I've been drinking McDonald's I, coffees religiously because it's, it's the best coffee on the go, in my opinion. It's way better than Starbucks. <laughs> it's better than Wendy's. It's better than A&W. I, I love their lattes. Which, yeah. yeah. I just think this coffee is the best. It's $1.39 right now for a small and $1.69 for a medium. It's good coffee. And their donuts there make me feel like giants. 
and they're tasty. You know, yeah. who used to have the best coffee though, and, and I'm not sure if this, there's a there's a chain McDonald's when I was younger called has Robin's Robin's Donuts back in the day. Remember Robin's? I remember Donuts. Robin's. Yes, yeah. I, I yeah. think there's a few left on the Lower Mainland, but they had a coffee there that was uh, it was called Mother Parker's Coffee is what they used. They had a Black Forest Donut too, I think. Yeah, yeah. I got a story about Robin's Donuts. But Mother Parker Coffee was the <laughs> best. What was it? I'm sorry. What was it called again? Mother what? Mother Parker is the name of the coffee that they used at Robin's Donuts because I asked him. I said, "This is unreal. This is such a good coffee." What's your Robin's Donuts story? Uh, this is not a good. I don't encourage this. But we were we were in high school and it was like two in the morning and we happened to be out back of a Robin's Donuts and they had left like two crates of donuts out and we put them in the back of our truck and took them and really? we called it Robin Robins. And Robin <laughs> Robins. <laughs> it was, that's not good, right? But that's my Robin's Donuts story. Similar story to a buddy of mine, uh, Crazy Charlie Gillis. Where does Will? Charlie McGill. Crazy Chuck McGill uh, in Edmonton. He's a good friend of my brother's, Daryl, and I, I knew him. But him and his buddy, Charlie were, McGill, Charlie McGill, they were coming back from the bar in Edmonton and walking by. I think the Labatt Brewery or Molson Brewery, one of the big breweries there. And it was at it was the middle of the night, and they were a little bit tipsy, and they were walking, you know, through the through the yard, and and the truck was open, and there was all this <laughs> all this beer, and so they left there with enough beer for like a month. This is not good. <laughs> oh, they could have used a getaway car. They could have used an electric car from Volkswagen. 400 kilometers per charge, up to four years of free charging with electricity. Canada, no luxury tax, Mike. Up to nine grand mm. in government rebates available. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. Though. Maybe Chuck. I was going to jail. Is there a statute of limitation? Edit out that no. name there. Because we better move on before we get in trouble. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Next segment brought to you by. It's Reader's Digest. It's brought to you by McDonald's. Ba, 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 ba. It's okay. What can I get for you? Well, how are you doing today? I'm good, sir. How are you doing? Good. I got a question for you. Yeah, what's the question? If you could travel anywhere in the world right yeah. now, where would you go? I'd go to my room and sleep. <laughs> you go to your room and sleep? Yeah. No way. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what you could do. After you wake up, yeah. come right back to McDonald's. Get a coffee, because they're such a good deal right now. A small is $1.39, a medium yeah. is $1.69, right? Yes, sir, yeah. And while you're dreaming, dream about the Grand Big Mac. Whoa. Oh, that would be perfect. Perfect. Hold on, what's she talking about? She's just, I got that. Reader's Digest returns. Read. We were talking outside about Tronquille and housing, and you said, don't let me forget about it. So let's talk about it off the top. What are you thinking? I'm thinking we need to really um, you speak with the province or whoever. We're, we're on a list of building houses, and I think that we've got uh, 1,500 um, units out there that um, I really think that we... Uh, plan for out there. Yeah, yeah. plan for up there, yeah. out there, and I think that we really got to get um, working on that. We're talking Tranquil on the Lake, which is the, the old sanatorium site past the airport. People know about it. Uh, probably recently, uh, they had a lot of Halloween stuff out there. They had a farmer's market. It's a very cool old place, right? Yeah. That's the place you're talking about. You used to ride your horse through there We used there to ride our horses through there. It That's was right. beautiful. They yeah. had, it was ba basically, you know, they had hay fields and cattle and chickens and pigs and, yep. you know, basically... Um, it uh, was self-sustaining pretty, you know, pretty much, right? Yeah. So where, where is it at? I mean, what, what would the future look like or what would you like to see and how does it, how could it happen? Well, I think that, I think it's in the works right now. I believe it's been in the works for a while and I, I think, uh, so hopefully, and I, I don't, I don't know, you know, we'll have to see what the problem is, if it's a provincial problem or a city problem or, you know, but I think we just want to focus on it. Again, it's 1,500 units and we need housing, so... Uh, the owners, As a matter have, of fact, yeah, the owners yeah. have a plan for it, and it's just working its way through the system because there's a lot of aspects to it. But yeah, yeah, it would yeah. be like it'd be like a city on its own out there, wouldn't it? Basically, yeah, yeah. it's um, yeah, like a lot of units, mm -hmm. so a lot of a lot of things can happen out there. Well, we were talking about housing, and you wanted to talk about the Park Crest situation going out there with an owner who's been at council and related to I thought it was picture. just a, it was an interesting sort of snapshot of the problem probably across Canada is, is, is everyone says there's a housing crisis and there is a housing crisis the rents are sky high housing prices are sky high people can't afford houses there's not enough inventory out there so people say we need to accelerate the provincial government has Kamloops as one of 10 cities that they're going to say you have to hit these housing targets it's supposed to come out this month I think we talked to David Eby the premier this week uh, or last week when he was in town, and he says that number should come out this 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 week, and so the cities will be, you know, the province will say we want you to hit this many housing targets in the next so many years or whatever, but um, so this is happening across Canada, and then so there was just a what looked like just a routine boring uh, application to put a was it a carriage house or some kind of additional structure 
on a piece of land uh, in Brocklehurst, which would seem just like, okay, routine. But a lot of neighbors don't want that because of, you know, it might encroach upon their privacy or they moved into a neighborhood, you know, thinking it's, you know, single family residential and they don't want this. So it, I just think it's interesting that even those people will probably agree there's a housing crisis, but a lot of people want it solved, but sometimes maybe not too close to their own home. So that's what happens sometimes. Yeah, it actually it's happened to me. I mean, we're, I live at the end of a cul-de-sac mm -hmm. where, where we had very little uh, people. Now there's there's units getting in, you know, basement suites and mm -hmm. things like that. Yeah. And, you know, at first you're kind of like, um, you know, that, you know, they parked all over here. You know, you can't, you know, sweep yeah, the, the domino, streets and things domino like that. Problems, yeah. But you know what? Once you get to know those neighbors and and um, and things like that, and you gotta you gotta know that you're gonna, you know, um, you're gonna have more people. We're gonna need more people around us. Um, mm -hmm. It's something that you kind of. I mean, you do you do you know in, in Brocklers, for instance. I mean, I mean when when I was a kid, there was apple orchards yeah. and everything else. So I mean, big it's lots just, out there. Yeah, yeah, huge lots, and there still are a lot of huge lots yeah. out there. And and with this in, infill development and stuff like that, um, I mean, there's a lot of spaces that are that's there's nothing happening there, and there could be parking, mm -hmm. you know, in the same facilities and stuff like that. And I think that we all, you know, we all we, we don't like change, and sometimes change is is hard to adapt to. And um, which we can see at uh, you know where where I work now at City Hall. City Hall. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The Magic Mirror is brought to you by Volkswagen. Mike. Hey. Say. Well, you know it's interesting you mentioned that like the whole infill kind of a thing because I think that's a really major thing that we need to do to increase uh, affordable housing. Uh, my block that I have, which is interesting, there's 10 lots that can be subdivided in behind it. And uh, one of my neighbors tried to do that. Um, but we had to bring in all the costs for everything from the, the road and, and put in that road. Uh, do you think that the city should bear some of that cost? Well, I think, well, we have DCC, you know, charges and things like that. Uh, and, and there are areas, too. I mean, it's, I don't think it's good for every area. I mean, there's, mm -hmm. there's areas that, it, that it's not. I mean, it's just like, um, you know, traffic, you know, studies and things like that, which, but the city does a lot of that stuff. So I think, in, sure. I think they did in this case, too, in, in Brocklers, where yep. it wasn't a, a big thing. And it's like the same as I live on the end of the cul-de-sac. Yeah, yep. we have more traffic, but it's a little more traffic. It's not. It's not causing any troubles. And I think it adds to the neighborhood. Like, you know, we had a, a five-story apartment building uh, go in a block away from our house, and, and uh, we got a lot more people walking dogs, and we meet our neighbors more, and it's, it's actually... More yeah, and, it's and more the social. neighbors, like yeah. the, the, the people that just live up the road from me, they're, they're, they're renters and things like that, and they're, they're great kids. I mean, everybody's a kid because I'm old, but they're, <laughs> they're, they're great. Like, you know, they're, you, you know, you hear their cars start up every morning, they're going to work, they're yeah. doing their thing. It's a routine, so, yeah. Yeah. So at, fir at first you're like, oh, geez, what's he doing parking there? Well, you know, it's, it's not a big deal. You know, we just, it's, it's tough. Change is, is tough for people. So basically the message is you understand people's consternation, you understand their concern, but we all have to get together and realize this is the new normal. Well, yeah, in, 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 and, and again, in some cases, but when, you know, when, for instance, um, you know, you know, and I, and I respectfully would say that somebody that, you know, says, you know, I'm going to be looking at, you know, I'm looking at this, but then I'm looking at that. Well, you know, that's why you have blinds. Like mm -hmm. if you if you're private, you, you have blinds, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I I mean, I used to be able to. Uh, don't, look. don't they say fences is something your neighbors put up so they don't have to see you sunbathing in the backyard? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I mean, I'm in a neighborhood where I live. I mean, I my house. I used to be able to look up the North Thompson and see the mountains and and see the. The, the you know the the snow on the mountains, but you know right beside me uh, we put up an emergency uh, pump station which is built right to the river that's that blocked my blocked whole block. And that my, does kind of suck for you, doesn't it? I mean, well, for sure, waking yeah. up in the morning, be able to have a cup of coffee <laughs> yeah. or, or 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 whatever, yeah. and, and be able to look up and, and see the whole up the North Thompson and mm -hmm. and the mountains up there. It's a nice view, actually. It's yeah. a very nice view, yeah. and but you know what? We had to put an emergency pump station in there, and uh, they built it right up uh, right up to the river, mm -hmm. and it, it blocked my view. But um, you know, I, I haven't missed a lot of night sleep over it. Yeah, exactly. Okay, let's switch gears. You would like to get homeless people in Kamloops who want to get to their hometowns, to their hometowns. Tuesday, 
you withdrew emotion. People, a lot of times, just I just want to hold off there okay. a second. It's not not necessarily just homeless people with struggling with mental health and right. substance use, and that have been kicked out of um, or banned from um, other shelters and other supportive housing units and stuff. I, I again, over three years, I've talked to them on the streets, and you you guys have actually you guys experienced it right there. Uh, I mean, where we a person a, few, a yeah. person living in a facility. But was on the street at four o'clock in the morning, yeah. and and again that one that guy there we didn't ask no, where, where he's from. from. But, no, but I get a lot of them, and I've told you this about the story about the kid that I got his jacket back for yeah. him, and yeah. yes. he wants to get back Nova to Nova Scotia. Uh, actually, I think that's Manitoba. Newfoundland. Newfoundland. I think Newfoundland. That, okay. that young guy, and he yeah. still does, but he's having a hard time getting his ID, mm -hmm. which shouldn't be that hard to get his ID because he's supported, you know, by social assistance or, or whatever. So mm -hmm. they they do have addresses and things like that. So and I understand that some agencies are doing that, but. Um, I mean, it was very clear to me that um, Out of the Cold could use um, this type of... Um, Bef um, before we get to that, though, and how, how frustrating was it for you on, on Tuesday? Because you withdrew your motion, you found out, I guess, that morning through a news article, Byron McCorkle was quoted saying the, the funds you thought were going to be there are not going to be there. I mean, was this, was this frustrating for you? Well, that was very frustrating, especially when, you know, as you know, um, initially I got... Um, uh, making a phone call to a senior project manager for BC Housing and got security started on West Victoria Street. And then I looked at a strength in homeless community grant funding that we spent a million dollars. And when I questioned it, um, uh, we were going to, because BC Housing stopped participating from what I understood, and then found out that we're going to be getting credited back from that. Well, that probably, if it's a million dollars, could possibly be three or four hundred thousand dollars. And then, um, um, just recently, there's been agencies that have given back, you know, one agency alone gave back like $120,000 out of the Reaching Home uh, Fund. So I was quite shocked, and that, that just happened recently. Mm -hmm. And also this 2021 rebate or credit or whatever you want to call it, would have been this year because it was at the tail end or the beginning of this year that I'd, I'd questioned it. And so it was very frustrating, especially when, you know, I put the motion forward, um, um, last council meeting. So our acting CAO, um, I, I was very... Uh, who's Byron? Byron McCorkle. Who's Byron McCorkle. Yeah. Uh, why he wouldn't have made me aware that that money wasn't available. And yet the morning of, again, we were supposed to be discussing at council, the morning of, or the day before, he's speaking with the media about it. Well, he could have informed myself or our executive assistant that that funds are all gone. And, and again, I don't know how the funds got dispersed so quick after somebody returned them where it went to, but, but I, I will be looking into that uh, because I'd like to know where those funds are. I mean, it's no different than we're the bank and when we're handing out $90,000 plus um, to an agency for picking up needles, um, you know, we're the bank for that strengthening homeless community grant money. You know, I also did add in there about, you know, through BC Housing, through agencies, because there are other agencies that are getting funded for this um, uh, through BC Housing. So why not other agencies that really need it, you know? Well, as I understand it, there, the, the two, the two main, main funding things that you were looking at, Reaching Home is a federal government uh, grant program, and... Um, and as I understand it, uh, what you want to do with that so, money... So, so is the UBCM well, was right, federal I'll, and provincial. But I'll get to that. But we're the bank. So, so the reaching home funds, as I understand it, by looking up the this criteria, how you wanted to use that money would not be allowed anyway. It, it's not for that part of the homeless thing. Also, that money had a timeline and it's been reallocated. Okay, that's one thing. The, so when did it get reallocated? Because uh, it was just it was just sent back. I'm not sure, but that, as but I understand, they, it was reallocated and I, and based, based, sure based on the rules around it. We got to figure that out. You now, know, that's the, what, the that's, strengthening home one, the provincial uh, UBCM and the federal government one. Um, as as I understand it, Mr. McCorkle, Brian McCorkle told uh, said city staff told council, including yourself, I assume, in March that that money, <coughs> the funds dry up in August of this year. So he said, hey, I don't know why you don't know, but we, we, the staff told council in March that that money, strengthening the strengthening grant, was to end in August. Now, last thing here, you said, well, but, but one why, thing, why didn't he tell you that? Just hang on, I've studied yeah. that grant. Yeah. 
yeah. you can ask for extensions in it. Okay. Because they asked for extensions in the first one. All right. And and partly well, to be why I went to council. Why didn't, why didn't you ask for extensions or ask the staff to ask for well, extensions? Well, I, I assumed that yeah. that money would be right. there. But again, why did? But, and again, I'm sure that our, our CAO mm -hmm. will be you know taking yeah. appropriate actions. But why it, there wasn't an email to me to, through um, well, let's flip Chrissy that. through yeah. through our, our our executive assistant. Like why why again why is the job. media notified about it? Well, let's flip, let's flip this on its head there for a second. You're saying, why didn't McCorkle tell you what he told the media because you have this, uh, this, this notice of motion coming saying, I want to use this money. Why didn't he tell you, hey, Reed, that money's not available? Let's flip it on its head. I've heard people say to me, if you as mayor or even any of the eight councillors are going to say, I'm going to present a notice of motion next week and I want to use this money, they argue it's your job, not his job. You should do the research before you do the renewal of motion to know whether that money's there. That's what they're saying. Well, and again, the money, the reaching home money was just returned. Right. Okay. I don't know when, but recently. I, very recently. Yeah. I um, was the one that got involved with the security thing. Back in the day. So, yeah. Well, not back, well, well, back in the day, yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. Even, even as early as the beginning of the year. Yeah. So that money, how did that money that, that we didn't even have... But now we're getting credited back a portion of a million dollars. How did that, where did that money go? Well, that's it. I, I'm, it's not clear. I don't know where that money went. But not only that, in the motion, if you read the motion, mm -hmm. uh, it also says working through social agencies yeah, with yeah. BC Housing. Well, yeah. why are we focusing on the ones that, again, um, I've asked a lot of questions about things, you know. I mean, you know, so we, we can go back to why somebody picks up, which I, I understand it should be investigated, but wh why somebody would be picking up election Is signs there an before issue the election is kind of, over. Of general discord, then, that, that nobody's really going out of their way to help each other. Well, all I'm saying is when I get up in the morning before it's supposed to be discussed with council, mm -hmm. and I get up in the morning and I see that Castanet has an article and it, hey, and it was quite detailed about this money. It, it's not detailed where the money, how that money, where it come from, where it went. And again, you know, again, if I've got to come up with a different motion, um, that's what I'll do. And, and again, we've got, you know, I think uh, our budget for, um, for just us eating meals is $22,000 and that'd be a great start. Let's if we look can, forward to you know, if we can get, if we can, okay. if well, I can get that passed. Let's talk council. about that. 22 grand a year. That's the budget for. That's for like when you have those long meetings of bringing sandwiches and stuff like that. Is that what the budget's for? Short meetings too. We, yeah, we but, you, have, but you, you get sandwich. I mean, I, well, in the morning, in the morning we have muffins, yeah, and, yeah. you know, so you can have breakfast. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You guys need to eat. But what do you say? What, well, do, you, what, what do you What do you guys do? Do you guys bring in? Well. What about, what, about what about the other about the other 800 staff today. that work for the city? They're working all day. What, what, <laughs> I was trying to promote McDonald's and I, No, and I but uh, but uh, but again, no, I, and again, I don't cranberry I'm orange muffin <laughs> uh, listen, and a latte. Big listen, no, 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 I, 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 I'm telling you, this is twenty two thousand uh, dollars. Sometimes we have so many meals, we have extra meals. Okay, it all gets catered in. What's wrong with bringing your own lunch? What's wrong with um, supporting your own establishments, whether it be McDonald's or Tim Hortons? You say there's or, food left over sometimes? Lots of food Do you left go over. give it to the people out in the grass there? No I, th no, I think that we give it to certain staff members that usually typically already bring their lunch. You should give it to the And again, over. again, again, we're talking, we're talking, we're talking uh, breakfast, you know, muffins and stuff like that. We're talking lunch. If the meeting does go a little longer, we go down to a restaurant or, or more food gets shipped in. But your idea so is why, to take why, this why should me, the mayor, okay, mm -hmm. I'm talking for myself here. Sure. Why should I? I get paid like over $100,000 a year. You do. Why, why should I be getting free meals? Or, or why should the majority of the the, the highest paid uh, people in the in I mean councillors a part time job so that's mm -hmm. a little different. The directors still, get well paid, sure. Yeah, but why why are we when I walk through all the buildings, and um, and I have and all the people that work for the city are bringing lunches and and you know there was one you know he had a really nice looking sandwich there I was going to ask if I could have half of it I, you know I would have paid him for it but he, he brought that in. Not only that if you really get hungry I I get I eat peanuts like there's there's stuff. Well, Tell us about that, that place. You're telling us about that. It's in the you, lunchroom. You found a it's in the lunchroom. Place where, like, it's not for, secret. It's in the lunchroom. It's right in City can Hall. I go in, can I go and do it? I can't go in there and eat it. Is it cheap? Well, you know Is what I would do? I, and I don't know if there's anything wrong with it, but if you are there for a long time, and as a matter of fact, I did offer it to, uh, I think, Michael and them, if yeah. they wanted a bag to of peanuts. 
Yeah, yeah, for a dollar, I can go get them a bag of peanuts <laughs> how, how for a dollar. How can it be a dollar? Are they subsidized? Are we subsidizing that vending machine? Because when I go get peanuts... I think that's staff. Like I think that's a staff thing, so okay. maybe I won't invite you guys to <laughs> Okay. Like, I, I'd go get it anyways. But but again, the other thing, too, is, you know, we spent, a thou I think, almost $1,000 last year when the ESS, they were having a, a volunteer... Sure, yeah, dinner. Sandman Center, wasn't it? It's Sandman Center, and at the same time, at the same time, I learned about about 4 o'clock that it was happening, the volunteers, we're, we're down at uh, a restaurant in a private room with just just the council and, and we're we're spending a thousand dollars and I would I left there early my wife and I left early we went down to the ESS thing and and it was so nice because there was old volunteers coming up oh I volunteered for this many years and you know talking to them so you know I, I'd like to wipe that out too because I don't think it's necessary what's I think not necessary to have that dinner for a thousand dollars I think that we should be what with the volunteers who had a thousand dollar dinner we did a Christmas oh for, for the, the same night yes well like I said I left I, I left yeah, yeah, the, yeah. I left the council um dinner a little early yeah. to go down to the ESS With the volunteer, volunteer thing. There, so yeah. there's a thousand bucks right there. So, okay. so how, how do you think council up. is going to digest this motion though? <laughs> well, I think that if you, if you, if like, you look at our, um, um, you know, fiscal responsibility and, you know, all the initiatives that we want to put forward, I think that it, they should, it should be a slam dunk. I and think. what, but what do you think is going to happen? I don't want to predict. Yeah, I, I did. I did say at one point that people were, people were betting against my motion passing for the, for the, the reaching home ride home program, mm -hmm. and um, I won't mention any people's names, but um, uh, who was yeah. doing that? Who was betting against that? Citizens. How do you know? Because they told me. Well, really, yeah. there's like Mike, a pool out there on it. Well, know. you know, I, I understand what you're doing. You're looking at it like you would your business. I look at my business, look at all the cost lines, especially at the end of the year, and I go, wait a second, we have a, a meals and entertainment budget. It's ten thousand dollars. Why is it ten thousand dollars? Can't we use that money for something else uh, and and do that? And that's uh, maybe you can use that thousand dollars to make it better for the volunteers or, or something like that yes yeah, and the 22 it's a 20 we have a twenty two thousand dollar budget i get and, that i guess know, that's I also see, the, i can uh, see one day me saying hey you know i'd like to buy everybody lunch today well i'll take that out of my own yeah my own salary okay you, you but, know i and guess we, that's sort of like other uh, people maybe we get a bunch of people it's it's no different than what they do with i think with the staff um treats thing in the lunchroom i think they they all put money in and and support that right so early on you were talking cmha and ask wellness if they're already doing what you would like to be done they're doing it but you would like to see it be done in a more robust manner right so what does that mean more robust well more active i when i've been talking to people on the streets for the last over three years and people are banned from facilities kicked out of facilities and they want to go home um and they still are you know again um you know when i get three people walk out of the shelter and are sitting on my planters, for instance, and I'm not just my, I'm talking all over the city. I mean, it's like the guys that were on the beach out down on Vickers Road. I mean, mm -hmm. they got kicked out of a motel and there they are. Mm -hmm. And some of them want to go home. And when I come up, and I've told you guys this before, I, I'm, they're, they're on my um, property and three of them want to go home. One guy wants to go back to Winnipeg, one guy Terrace and one guy Vancouver. So well, what's more robust though? What's the more robust way of doing it then? How would you like to see it done? The, the same way, but more robust. You what know? does that mean? How, how can you do it? Well, do you want robustly? me to break it down, get into the weeds? A little bit, yeah. Well, it's not up to me. That's why. That's why I want to have outreach workers. Did you read the motion? I did. When I've, did I've you been read the whole attention thing? to the yeah. to the news articles. Yeah, and what, but you, not the news cold, articles. But uh, what about cold? You said you know, the, the actual the, motion the, is in the news article. The entire motion. Well, so actually, yes. that's right. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. so there was one news article that said bus. Well, there's nowhere. Not ours. We, I, no, just, I know. I didn't say. It's right I, there. I said there's some news. You said you're re reading news. Are yes. you reading your own news? Yeah, I'm reading our news. Yes. Okay, but other news sources said that I'm. Uh, something about buses. You know, the, the young guy that wants to get back to Newfoundland, yeah. it might be a WestJet flight sure. for $372.62. I don't yeah, know. Right. But again, right in front of us, there was one agency that got in front of us and said that they could use the program. So if we're allowing it for, you said, two agencies, I believe the mustard seed has now got something going, and I believe that we should be allowing it to, to go to any agencies. And when, when I'm getting a phone call from a shelter in the middle of the night, and you know a young lady is traveling through from Vancouver and wants to get to Prince George, but is, is here and mm -hmm. wants to get back, uh, I believe it's their human right, and and for if they want to go, then 
why wouldn't we let them go home? This young guy that wants to go back to Newfoundland, he's having a hard time getting that sure. identification. So I guess that's what I mean robust. Well, let's work harder at getting him his ID so he can get back to his family and friends. But that lady who like came that. in through and she's stuck here, she can go to Ask Wellness to CMHA and they can help her get there. No? Well, but what if she's banned from there? Well, I, I, well yeah, I don't know. But, but those ages... But, but, those but what if she help. is? Well, then, I don't know. Exactly. Well, could you find out for me? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who this person is. <laughs> well, then what are you talking about for? Well, I'm, what I'm saying is these agencies, uh, sense, uh, Aswell, so Aswell has sent 17 back in the last year. Uh, CMHA sends people back, but Alfred Echoba, he told media that uh, we're doing this, but it's not as simple as just saying, here's a bus ticket. They well, have, I didn't say, what, now what here we said, go though, again. You just no, said no, bus ticket. Or, or plane ticket or whatever. What he says is it's, it's a little more complicated than just having people sent back. He says what they do is they say, okay, where do you want to go? Where do you live? When you get there, where are you going to stay? Do you have mental health supports? Do you have a doctor? Do you have any uh, any prescriptions? So there's a lot more work involved to perfect, send people perfect. back, right? So, That's so what he's saying. Perfect. So why are we not allowing that with other agencies? Why are you... Point, any agency why, can do it. No, there's no, no any, well, you, If they want to, You they obviously can. didn't watch council. Yes, I did. They can do it but if they Renee, want to. Renee Stein said... The resources she aren't could there use to do it. That's, yes, that's, the resources. But, uh, but there's no law saying they can't do it. She said we, we could use it. She said there was a few people, that two or three, that she said could go back. So you're saying if the city got involved with some with some social workers, it could expedite it and expand what's already happening. Is sure, that what you're saying? Sure, exactly. Okay. Why not? Why okay. why just have specifics? Yeah, you know, because a lot of the people that are kicked out of the shelters are from those They're organizations, right? They, they can't go and talk to these right. people. Right. So okay. if Renee or, or or another agency had the same capacity to do that and again in the motion and again we keep focusing on the little points that we want to but in the motion it says through social, social agencies, agencies through yes. bc housing yes. so how are they funded how is the two agencies ask wellness and cmha how are they funded they're funded through bc housing with some of their places that they run and they're funded through uh, tax dollars too. so why not other agencies well, why not? Yeah, sure. I mean, that's what that's the question asked to us was. That's what I meant. Done, I'm, why not do? And you've answered that. You say well, you want to expand it. Yes. Why not expand it? Because yeah. there's more people out there who need the help. You bet. On that note, the point in time count, which is the, uh, which is the uh, every every couple of years they do a, a two days. We've talked about this before, but they count the homeless in the shelters and on, out, out on the streets, and the, the last people one, with mental health and, and addictions. Or, or mental health and yeah. substance well the, well, the last one. You see, a lot of them, a lot of them, you know, you just said that, but you know different. Okay, you know different. What? Well, you said homeless, but at 4 o'clock in the morning, Mike. Well, yeah, the you, guy, yeah, me, yeah, 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 we, yeah, yeah. No, but not, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. No, That's he, one individual no, he had that his, actually lived. He lived in Spiro House. He was down the road. He was uh, had his stuff there. He was Okay, but if we smoke. drove by and we didn't stop, like I said, let's stop and talk. If we drove by... What would you call that person? Well, you would think he would be homeless. Thank you. But they, when, when they do the point in town, the point in time count, they, they talk to them, they interview them, because it's not just a count. It's like, where are you from? How long have you been here? Uh, you know, what, what's your background? Yeah, do you well, have any I special I got to tell you a little whatever. story. I've been doing it for three, over three yeah, years. But I'm just saying. Okay, no, I'm just saying. Yes. I've been doing it for over three years. Yes. The point in time count. Mm -hmm. How many hours is it? It's over two days. It, it, once oh, during the day, 24 hours a day, two days, no, so no, 48 no, hours. No, no, it's it's. It, How many hours? It. Well, it's one's nine to five, and one's like five to ten. How or many something hours like that. is it? I'm getting back to my. No, my, not just a, just a question. No, I don't know. How many hours? Well, I have to look up you the just story. Said two days. We did a story over two days. Well, I'm going to tell you that it's not two days. You know, it's over two it's days. It's a lot less than 24 I'm not hours. It's 48 hours. Just, I'm saying it's done on one day and another day. My question is, how much? The last. How much emphasis do we put into it? The last one had 206 people found to be homeless, and everyone says, well, it's always more than that. And that was done, you know, that was done this two is, hours in one shelter. Get to my point here. R Renee, at, out of the cold, has said that last overwinter, they, and we stopped at that shelter when we went out, right, at the, out of the cold at Stuart Wood. This is my point here. The last point, the last homeless count had 206 people, even though they said there's probably more, but 206. The one two years before had 201. And, and people, we built. But let how me finish. People say there's way more there. Now here's here's my point. Renee out of the cold says over the last winter because they're getting ready this this year. They 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 served. They dealt with more than 700 individual people, not repeat visitors. Set more than 700 unique visitors, which tells you at some point there was 700, at least 700 people without homes, without shelter, in Kamloops over the winter at various times. So that's, oh, that's almost four times the actual count. My question is, does that surprise you or do you always suspect 
the homeless count is way under what's really out there? Uh, what I feel is that we have, um, we've got to really dig into this because I feel that we had, oh, prior to um, the BC housing um, buildings coming in, I think in 2018-19, I think we had like a hundred and some many people counted. Um, that were counted, right? Yeah. Yep. So since, even since the 216, we've built a lot of units for uh, mental health and substance use. Okay, this is not just a homeless thing. The home, there's homeless, then there's people with mental health and substance yep. use disorders, right? Yep. So we keep building units and our point in time keep count keeps going up. Yep. So where are they all coming from? Well, you know, that's the question. Well, I can tell you right now. Well, the Because I've been doing this for over three years. Yep. On the streets, as you know. Mm -hmm. Okay, we can all talk about, you guys have done it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Where are they coming from? Yep. Well, I can tell you right now, they're coming from all over the place. Yep. When I get a guy from Winnipeg. Are you keeping say, data of all this too? Or is it just in your head? <laughs> we should start keeping track of it. Start, it's a little late, it's three and a half years. And there's a lot of people was, from Kamloops too on the street. I mean, the most of the people on the street are from here. No, most they're, of no them. they're not. Yeah, the most of them are. No, they're not. Yeah, they are. Most of them. How are. do you know that? I've talked to them. We've talked to them. The the, the data and, the, and, and you've done this for over point, three years. In the point in town count. I know the guys from Camlops. Look at the data in the point in time count of the 206 people they talked to. How many? To. How many hours? I'm just saying 206, 206 so people. So you believe? To, you, the, so no, I, I don't no, disbelieve I shouldn't say it. Believe, I don't but, disbelieve it. But you think you can get real accurate records by doing? It's it's going into a shelter for two hours, or one day people. doing between this time and this time. Think, you believe? I think you, and you can don't think that you don't think that being on the streets for over three years is a good. There's more people out there, but they, they, they did talk to 206 confirmed people who don't have homes. And of those 206 people they talked to, it doesn't matter when they did it, they found 206 people who are homeless. And of those 206 people, the vast majority have been in Kamloops for more than five years. That's what that count found. I'm not saying there aren't people from elsewhere, but I'm just saying that. And when we did our, we, we've done two major... So what's your point? My point is, my point is, from this whole thing is, the, the point time, time count has 200 people, 200 people last four years, but Renee is saying we, we actually dealt with 700 unique visitors, more than that. My, my, whole, my question was, do you think there's far more homeless on there than that, what's being counted? And if so, what, what more can we do about it? Because we are, like you say, we're building all these, all these places, but the problem seems to be growing up. And I know, I know of people who have lived in Kamloops and because of various circumstances, financial or otherwise, uh, addictions, they're no longer in houses. I know two people, know of two people, they're acquaintances of mine who used to be in regular homes, they're on the street now because of addiction. They're from here. There's obviously people who come from elsewhere. See, homeless people aren't, what about the homeless people that aren't dealing with mental health and yeah. substance use yeah. problems? What about, well, that's, what, that's what, the what one about, of them, it's financial. So it's, yeah. it's no different. I'm gonna tell you right now, if I'll finish my story, and this is just one. Mm -hmm. Okay, whatever the point in time count says, and whatever this says, and whatever that says, that's great. But when I'm on the streets, mm -hmm. and a guy from Winnipeg tells me, and this was back, I'm going back, this, he says, Reed, I came here because you guys have free housing, free food, free clothes, and, and he was from Winnipeg, and you guys have a motorhome that'll come around and give us drugs, eh? The, and I, I said, I don't think they do. They don't give drugs here. They, they, no, they no, give no. He was talking about the drugs. pro. Can I finish? Sure, go ahead. Yeah. He was talking about the motorhome that we had that went around. It was a size. Yeah. I'm telling you what he said. I know, but I'm saying they don't give free drugs. I did. They were I'm giving a place to do the drugs. That's all I'm, I'm saying. Telling you what I'm he's, trying to make sure the I wasn't going to argue true. with him. Okay. It was yes, I had I my hoodie on. Sure. Okay. Three in the morning. But that's what he thought. That's what he heard. That's what he he. That's exactly what he felt from mm. Winnipeg. Yeah. When I get a guy that comes onto my property and says that he came from Williams Lake because his brother saw a Facebook post of an agency that had need housing, need this, need that. And he came, his brothers gave him $800 to come to Kamloops for that. But he didn't get that. He was at the shelter. When he got here, they didn't have that housing. It wasn't available, okay? It was on a Facebook post. When he's at that Emerald shelter mm -hmm. and he tells me this story, and again, he thought that I ran the ad and had free cars or subsidized okay. cars and things yeah. like that, but again, if, if I've got 200 people waiting for cars, 
okay, I don't have 200 cars. I've got no cars coming. Why would I put on my Facebook page well, I don't know if that, for cars. I, I, Volkswagen has a lot you know of cars. a little more about this. We went, this, electric cars available this stuff right has now. gone back long before Very low I rates thought too. of being the mayor. Yeah. You know a lot more about this. You probably just can't remember it. Okay, let's no, switch gears. No, no, let's no, switch gears. We've I had can. a good conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Last week's we'll council that, meeting. We'll bring that up. Let's switch gears. Last week's council meeting, Zany, your wife recorded a phone call between yourself and David Trout. Are you worried about any potential legal fallout from that? No. Well, again, my wife, I mean, I mean, we've got, you guys, your reporters record us all the time in City Hall. Mm -hmm. But my wife, she, uh, she gets upset with me because I ask her to take notes when I'm taking phone calls. So this particular time, you know, she, she even says, I'm not your secretary, right? And stuff like that. So this particular time, instead of her taking notes, she decided to hit her record and recorded our conversation. You were in a car, right? So yeah, driving. we were in a vehicle driving yeah. Yeah, through Abbotsford. Okay. And uh, so she recorded it. So I took notes and, and I transcribed it. Well, afterwards? Yes. You were driving, you were talking to CAO David Trowin about the... Yes, um, about Noble Creek. Noble and Creek I, and issue, I can remember yeah. the conversation. Yeah. And, and the, the reason I brought it up is because when I'm told by the CAO to tell the Noble Creek people that, and I'm going out that night or the next morning, mm -hmm. and I'm told that I can tell them that we're good for this year. You can tell that the, the province is, is given us authorization to rip wrap. This was in March. Mm -hmm. And that we're good for this year, and we will be working with Forest Ministry, and I will be calling the Forest Ministry. And I even said to them, um, so you'll load my lip on that? Yep, so I know. And so, so we're going to be working with them. And he says, absolutely. So I go and tell them that. And the other thing too is, I mean, did you guys read last year's decision where they were gonna keep it for at least 2028? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and, and again, it was, that was the last decision we made as city council. I wasn't on, but, mm -hmm. um, and it's gonna be there till, it was, it was, it was yeah. May 10th to June something that it was gonna stay till 2028. Right. And, and I asked councillors, if you've read this decision, and you know, and Councillor Hall got up and talked about how, you know, as being a businessman, how if you didn't have a backup plan, he's asking Deb Woodward from, from yep. the winery. I remember that, yeah. And, and, and I'm like, well, why would you have a backup plan when you were just told that you've got till 2028? So uh, you wanted this read again, into the minutes. You bet, <laughs> and, and again, I want it read into the minutes. I also want it read into the minutes uh, my conversation with Minister Ma because it wasn't in the minutes because she'd text me and I'd yep. said what it was and I'm sure you, she's you, fine. Well, she you came back and read the message. Yeah, to and the they council. didn't put them in the minutes, and right. so I wanted the minutes to be. Right. But you, um, you orally, we heard what. Yes, she and then said later in the meeting, mm. and I don't think I, I don't see anywhere where it's up to the corporate officer to decide what goes in or out of the meetings, but apparently, because now okay, it's on a text that she sent me. Mm -hmm. That's what I said in the minutes. Yeah. Okay? okay. Why, so you're telling me that you're not allowed to put that in the minutes? Well, again, I've got to look into that. Well, so Councillor yeah. Carpock appears worried about trust now. He says, how many others have read it and other city information we also don't know? This mayor doesn't get why there are rules to safeguard our corporate interests so it doesn't cost us money or opportunities. What's your opinion on that Well, uh, come on. Uh, Councillor Carpock has never walked up to me and apologized and, about the fart joke thing either. But... Uh, Again, you know, we're, it's all FOIable. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all FOIable. So whether it's a text or a phone conversation or whatever, you guys can FOI it. So, you know, that's all stuff that's, to me, putting the corporation at risk when I'm telling the users that you're good and you're not. To me, I think we need to get that out there. So when you talk about trust, uh, let's open up to the public some of these meetings. You know, let's open up to the public what's going on and you know you talk about policies that we have within the city about recording whether you both agree or not do we have any policies in place about leaking emails well yeah, I think there is yeah yeah so why are you not abiding by them not me I'm not it's not me it's you it's your staff whoever's leaking the emails it's not us you act like you don't know well we're not we're not part of the policy we're not privy to the no, policy. but you know that people are breaking the policy I have no 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 well, maybe of there that. isn't a policy I have no knowledge of that 
No, I have no knowledge. But do you? Are you all concerned? You're changing the subject pretty quick here. No, I, I don't know anything about uh, you know who who gives. Do you think there's, if there was a policy that you're not allowed to um, leak emails? Yeah. Would you tell me who the leaker is? Well, no. The the person in the city hall who are who we are, can't burn our sources. We can't burn ever. sources. I mean, ever, if you told so, me yeah. something in confidence and I went and told somebody that, yeah. you'd be pissed at me. We right? can never I mean, do we, that. We can't ever, do that. Ever. I don't want well, to. Well, being a public and, figure and we're taking an oath, I would tell you. And like, and whether there's we've a policy, about whether there's a policy or not, and whether it's being breached, uh, that's that's something that city hall deals with. If somebody somebody in city hall thinks that the media should have this document or this information because it's in the public good but for whatever reason it's not being released and we get it get get that information which we sometimes do that's 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 nothing to do with us that's that they got to deal with their own security there but if that if that well, information hey that is, that's not us that's you guys yeah now, but you know when our, i when i sent out an email um you know having proposed um adjustments to the standing committee sure. and the declaration on the end of our emails yep. says that I'm supposed to be giving written consent mm -hmm. for somebody to share them. Sure. You have to go and ask the person who gave gave me that. <laughs> well, can you, well, how am I going to find that well, person? I don't know. Start asking questions. <laughs> You're the mayor. Okay. Figure it out. Uh, what about Noble Creek updates? Yeah. Minister Ma, have you had any more conversations, or can you fill it? Is there anything else kind of going on? We were folds and I were wondering. You know, the last um, Minister Ma told me um, that we've got some time. Um, the Minister of Forest got on the radio, said we're working with them. That's where we're Yeah, still kind of in limbo a little bit. Mike, do you have any questions for the mayor or any comments on this uh, robust conversation we've had today? <laughs> uh, you, you know, I... I, I um it's interesting. I, I find it really interesting. Um, the um, CFO probably is the guy you should be chatting with about uh, all the, because they set the budgets and they set the strategic plan. And and uh, if you want to take down certain things, you know, 10% so you can take that money and allocate it somewhere else, I can understand that. Um, but I find it interesting that you, you say that there was money that they wasn't in the budget that came in that was surplus basically because it was money that you arranged to to get back because of what you found out with the security thing, um, where'd that money go? And the reaching home. The reaching home money just come back too. Yeah. And the other thing too, as a matter of fact, our CFO was in, in the room and he did um, say that we've, we've got no money. And so I had asked, well, how did we find $20,000 for um, um, town halls? And, and, you know, how did we find that money when as you know, I mean, and again, I'm, I'm just going to ask, but, you know, it's no different than, you know, having a town hall that, that I, I want to have a town hall, you know, where I had an agenda and it would be at one of our facilities and starting with seniors, right? And again, um, I don't think we needed to spend, it would, be, it would be no different than holding a public hearing, really, right, at, at our own facility. Um, and again, I, you know, I'm sure I can find out, but how much would it cost? from six o'clock at night to 11 o'clock at night for, for what you do in, in your work, what, what would that cost? Uh, for To do a town hall kind of a thing? Yeah, well like to do, uh, for instance, no different than a public hearing. Like you do, you've done yeah, public hearings at the... It at the, depends uh, on all the equipment that we need, but somewhere between five and $2,000 kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, do you have ever paid lunches for the staff here? Uh, <laughs> no, but, the, but you know what's interesting? We, we, the, um, no? We do have... Bill, <laughs> how do you feel about this? Now I'm in trouble. <laughs> uh, but, but we do have... Um, well, he's not... He's, <clears throat> but he's getting his money from, from yeah, his business. And, and okay, we, so whether he wants to or not, um, we're getting our money from the citizens of the community. Yes. Yeah, we, we so have again, and again, and why, why aren't we... What about all our QP employees? Are we, are we doing that yeah. every day for them? If we did it for... Why, I guess what I'm saying is... And you guys, I've talked to different mayors. When I asked one mayor, what do you do in council? He rolled back in his chair and he reached back and he grabbed the brown bag. <laughs> <laughs> he well, couldn't believe what we're doing. Reed, when you, ran, when you ran your business, did your accountant say if you're going to expense meals, uh, you have to have the meal available to all your staff or else it becomes a uh, paid benefit? Well, as a matter of fact, I think if your meals for, for staff, I don't believe is, I mean, you could, it's kind of like you're supposed to spend money to generate business. So mm -hmm. if I go by this fine gentleman here and here, 
lunch. It's it's for the intent of of them talking business, talking buying, about something, buying a car or something. Yeah. But but when we're what when we're I, what do I have? To, what's my opinion on this? Are you saying I have an opinion on this? No, no. You should no. get an example. Oh, okay. oh he's saying he wants to take us for lunch. Yes. Are you yeah. not taking us for lunch? <laughs> are, you not, are you not listening? <laughs> no, that's what I hear. He's not even listening. I'm the fantasy football team because the Bills lost. That's what he's doing. I tell you, the last two minutes. I admit it. So no, he's looking. Watch. I bet she's looking at Buffalo Bills trivia. Yeah. Did you? Tough loss. Did you? Did you? I hope you didn't. Who's the viewer that calls you dimples? Let's say hi to this person. No, it was a lady at the at the. Uh, Say the um, story. That's a great story. He got a new well, nickname. Here. Can we just use this clip off the top? Do you mind if we just play what the, the, our interaction off the top that was not on camera? About sure, I don't okay. care. So, like I said, you, hey, transparency. Again, again, you bet it. And again, it's like all our emails are FOIable, so why not the conversation? <laughs> so who was the dimples lady? Can you say? She was a lady that came up to me at the Valley View um, Community Fair last community weekend. Thing. We yeah. were there shooting it for the paper. Yeah. Okay. Well, mm. she she came up and she said, "Oh, I'd like to." Ask. She asked some questions about things you know, that are going on and things like that and then after I talked to her well, my, my wife and daughter were there too and and after we talked she said I am so glad that I met you she said you know I watched that camels this week because I probably don't smile a lot in here but anyway camels last week <laughs> and she saw the pictures that Marty decides to put on and they don't have she said I didn't know that you the had one of dimples. You looking like a mayor. Yeah, <laughs> well, looking like the dimples. mayor at inauguration. <laughs> Did she anyway. pinch your cheek? Was she yeah. Italian? Uh, she was another nice. one that think that you guys pick on me. Mm. Okay. Right. Some people think so, that. Some people think we're too soft on you. So. Well, then get some heat on. Come on, turn we it up. Some, I thought we had some decent heat, and now we're having a little bit of fun. Okay, so that's what you can expect: some heat and some fun. Yeah. No. Well, when you said to me, you said, "How can eight people be wrong and one person be right?" I'm bringing questions to you that people ask me. That's my job. Cool. Okay, what a what an addition, a robust, rumbling edition of Reader's Digest with Dimples himself. And <laughs> and he's gonna put the picture on. And I am. I'm because you know what? You asked me kindly. It, my my issue was if you think that we're supposed to do what you want to do because no. you're the mayor, you got another thing no, coming. No, I think no, some no. viewers might see this as the mayor bullying you into cowing. Oh, no, that's all I'm, that's all I'm saying. And, and I'm be, not. Yeah. I'm no, asking I know, but some people say, well, said, Marty Kane. Now, now don't forget the it's word respectfully. It's such a big deal to you. So respectfully. It's, uh, you're, it's, well, just I just like you to 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 put out what, who I really am. It's like that lady, she was so happy to meet That's me. That's part of you now because, though, right? Because You're, of... Part of you now, you gotta be the mayor sometimes. You gotta throw the, ga the gown and do look like the mayor and have the... Well, there's no chain anymore, No, right? no, the no, chain got I'm stolen. listening to people. Oh, I'm listening. Oh, don't get me started on the chain. chain. Oh. You know, no, it's like, it's... Yeah, the chain, she's still get going with that. <laughs> It's in the landfill now, isn't it? <laughs> you know, <laughs> maybe it's in the composting bins, the new ones. Well, I heard it's in the landfill. That's, yeah, what, that's I, what I heard. I've, too. I've heard uh, unsubstantiated. I heard it was founded a homeless encampment. And yeah, it was taken but we do have security cameras and everything now at City Hall. And yeah, we've got that's good. So the know, next time they try nobody, to steal one of your robes, they can probably going to be looking for there. documents that are yeah, yeah. high intense <laughs> documents, stuff like that. Okay, this has been brought to you by Volkswagen, Gord's, and McDonald's. Ba -ba -ba -ba. Thanks. Terry's a great guy at Volkswagen. Oh, Terry's a great guy. Low, low, low. low rates. He's got really low rates. L-O-W-E rates. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> yes, we do have quite a few sales going on right now, um, but today I want to talk about specifically the Whirlpool and Maytag Buy More Save More that we have going on right now. Um, so we've got all of our appliances are lowered in price. Here we have the Whirlpool 36-inch four-door. And if you were to purchase this with a stove, um, you would save an additional $200 on top of the sale price. And if you were to get a dishwasher as well, you would save an additional $300 on top of the sale price. So you can get a pretty good package deal. Um, same thing goes um, if you're wanting a Whirlpool fridge and a Maytag stove, for example, you can cross brand. Um, so you can mix and match Whirlpool and Maytag. Um, and we've got lots of new products lowered in price. We've got the new Maytag flush mount microwaves here. Can you cross that one into the deal? Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, this one's a brand new model. So if you're needing anything like that, it's a perfect time to come down. If you're needing new appliances, you're wanting to do a bit of an upgrade, maybe you've got a rental suite, it's a perfect time to come on down and get in on the deals and get yourself a good package deal. You can wrap the show now. This has been episode 108. Mike, let's start with you. Do you have any kind of thoughts in general on the show today? Uh, you know, I, I think it was, it's always good having the uh, the mayor on. It's uh, it's interesting. It it's, uh, um, sh shows a unique perspective, I, I guess. You know, and and uh, I like uh, I like the ideas of maybe we can help out with the cause somehow. But mm -hmm. uh, overall, um, 
I find it uh, weird that somebody doesn't like the number eight. That, that was my big takeaway. I just can't. I can't abide by eight. <laughs> What's your favorite number? Thirteen. The is a very uh, lucky number, number in Italy, actually. Well, there you go. See, yeah. oh, is it? Yes. Yeah. And I, I went to Italy, that. and I loved Italy, and I had to go back in a, in a heartbeat. So did I. It's amazing. 449 subscribers now. So thanks mm. to everybody who's watching, listening on YouTube. Maybe we'll get to 450. We just hit 400. Now we're up to almost 450. So thank you to everyone who's uh, supporting our show by watching and commenting. James Peters didn't like your joke last week, by the way. Oh, what was the joke? He made a joke about uh, the uh, rappers and yeah. rapping. He said the premise is off because you don't just take the rapping out of the off the chocolate bar right away, just throw it away, and then you got chocolate over your hands, right? It so depends you, on what kind of chocolate bar you're, you're just talking about. There. With, no. Smarties, they don't wrap. They don't. Uh, no, I'm just saying the first thing you don't, you don't just like dump them out, and then you got the chocolate over your no, hands. The first you thing gotta, you do, you throw away the wrapper, and then you eat the chocolate <laughs> but bar. But see, that's the problem. He doesn't like the premise of the joke because you don't just throw away the wrapper. What about music? Is he a rapper? But that's but that the joke's ruined. James Peters, I think. Probably. No, the joke is not ruined because have you ever seen any kind of uh, uh, Seinfeld episodes where they where they cut it and they eat it with a fork? That's how I eat it. So you can you can do it like that, and then, <laughs> then the joke works. The joke works because yes, well you can if you're refined. You do that. You, you take it and then you cut. Yes. You need a crunchy with the fork. No, you well, just, you sure you just you walk around with chocolate hands all the time, then rub them on your clothes, which you then take to Gord's. When you wash. buy a chocolate bar, you don't let it sit in your car in the middle of the summer in Camelot all day and then eat it. You buy a chocolate bar, you open it up, and just one, you one throw it, it away down your and mouth. Then, no, yeah, you eat it as you. It's not going to melt. Yes, like it does. Five, if it's that hot, yes, it no. is. If it's thirty degrees in Camelot, you no, got chocolate saying, everywhere. You know, I'm talking in the winter. You're a barbarian. It's a winter joke. <laughs> it's a joke. It's a winter, winter joke. joke. Well, when it's, it's minus forty, Marty, you don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good joke. Any final thoughts? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> for Christopher, for Mike, for Bill, for Marty, we'll see you last week.